On February 13th, U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents in Cincinnati were checking a shipment of cornflakes from Peru when suddenly, Biko, a narcotics canine, smelled something wrong. The cornflakes were frosted with something else besides sugar. They were coated with cocaine. In all, agents would find about 44 pounds of cocaine-coated cornflakes in the shipment. The cocaine has a street value of more than $2.8 million. From Freight Waves, this is Long Haul Crime Log, a podcast about the dark side of trucking. I'm Noy Mahoney in San Antonio, Texas. And I'm Nate Tabak in Toronto, Canada. Today on the show, we try to find out about why a shipment of cocaine cornflakes ended up in Cincinnati. And we'll tell you about all the unusual ways that drugs get smuggled across international borders. The case of the cocaine-frosted cornflakes began on a freezing cold night in February at a federal customs facility near the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport. Narcotic dog named Biko was working freight incoming from uh, Peru when he alerted customs agents to a a large shipment of of frosted cornflakes cereal headed to a private residence in Hong Kong, China. And so uh, I guess Biko uh, was he started barking, barking at the uh, at the cornflakes. Okay, so Biko began making you know I don't know if it was barking specifically, but he d- did make noises or alerted agents saying, "Hey, you need to check this shipment of cereal. Something's not right with this shipment." So you know after Biko alerted agents, they did check the shipment of cornflakes, and eventually what they discovered uh, was instead of frosted sugar on the cornflakes. The cornflakes were coated with, you know, $2.8 million worth of cocaine. That's a lot of cocaine. So, did the agent say if, like, the intended recipients of this cocaine cornflakes, are they, like, eating them or do they, like, shake the coke off or is there some other way that they get it off? We did sort of chat about that and, you know, you can't say it with 100% certainty that it, that there's not somebody in Hong Kong that, you know, likes eating a bowl of cereal with their cocaine. But I think the cocaine was meant to be separated from the cornflakes. The cocaine, the, this was just a method of trying to sneak it across, you know, a customs agent. So I'm pretty sure it's not meant to be eaten in a bowl of cereal. I mean, there is certainly a a history of uh, cocaine in, uh, in, in food and drink as sort of the a tonic. Uh, I think Coca-Cola is the famous example that allegedly had some uh, cocaine in early formulations or uh, or at least extract of the coca leaf. Um, so, so like, was this an unusual thing for, uh, for CPB agents to see? You know, I, I spoke with Steve Bonsbach, uh, a spokesman for the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. He's based in Chicago. And I asked him specifically, had you ever seen cocaine smuggled this way before, you know, and cereal frosted, you know, used as frosting. And he said, no, uh, this was this was a very unusual case. But he said, you know, as far as the oddity of finding drugs and cornflakes, we've seen stuff, you know, illicit drugs hidden in all sorts of things and shoes, uh, spools of wire uh, hidden inside a tombstone, uh, bibs for children, you know, sewn inside the bibs, you know, that are that are that infants use. Uh, he said they, this is what he quoted, there's so many different things that they are trying because they think, okay, well, you know, customs agents, they won't find it this time if we hide it this way. That's what Bonsbach told me. 
so a tombstone that's wow i i hadn't heard of that that being used uh, as a as drug for drug smuggling before yeah that happened in uh that that actually was one of the ones he really remembered he said it was a bit morbid and um a tombstone from canada ended up in cincinnati cincinnati seems to be a hot spot for these strange things but this happened in january 2019 and what cincinnati agents eventually discovered was the tombstone was empty and contained cocaine they didn't specify how much cocaine it contained but it was an empty hollow tombstone <laughs> now that's really that's really interesting so this and you, this tombstone was coming in from canada and you, you know you wouldn't think that like you know if you have cocaine that's like com- coming from south america and you're thinking, well, why the heck would it come via Canada? But, you know, it may very well be that the uh, maybe it was the port of Montreal or another port where that happened to be where the where the whoever was smuggling the cocaine, that's where they're bringing it in. And it may have been the more efficient way to do it. But, man, that, that is kind of macabre. You know, yeah, Bonsbach said, you know, anything that these drug traffickers can do, criminal organizations are trying to, you know, get their narcotics, you know, through the United States or even into the United States one way or another. And they'll use, you know, exhaustive measures just trying to get in. So why did this shipment happen to go through Cincinnati? Yeah, that was one of the things we talked about, uh, me and Bonsbach. And he said the reason the shipment from Peru passed through Cincinnati is because the airport, the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Airport, International Airport, is a major logistics hubs for international cargo carriers like DHL, FedEx, UPS. And the reason something from Peru is going through Cincinnati, especially that serial shipment, is because it was an express consignment shipment. So those kinds of shipments go through express consignment hubs. And a lot of those hubs uh, are run by DHL, FedEx. FedEx, and they're in the Cincinnati area, and that's that's where this particular shipment was found. So this is basically like a, someone was like dispatching this urgent shipment of cocaine cereal. It's like we really need to get this to Hong Kong as quickly as possible. Exactly, that's, that's exactly right. So how often are they are they finding drugs in shipments? Bonsbach said, you know, they have uh, you know federal officers, federal customs agents working at these consignment facilities. You know, inspecting international shipments from overseas, you know, or from South America. Uh, they they inspect on a daily, nightly basis. And he said they find illicit drugs and counterfeit items, you know, daily, uh, daily, sometimes, you know, several times a day. So it's, it's a, it's an ongoing battle to keep, you know, this stuff off our streets or, or counterfeit items, you know, out of stores. Do we know anything about why, you know, why the shipment came from Peru or anything about like who might have been behind the actual like smuggling of, of these of this drug cereal? I asked Bonsbach that and he said, you know, in regards to which city in Peru the shipment originated from, he said, you know, we can't uh, reveal that information right now because the investigation is ongoing. And I did ask him if it was if they knew of if it was from a cartel or an individual smuggler. And he said, yeah, that's information we can't reveal. But I did sort of Google, you know, Peru to China, cocaine. And I was surprised to see how many like news items, this has happened in the past quite a bit, uh, people smuggling cocaine from Peru to Hong Kong. And like an American couple got arrested back in 2015 doing this. 
uh, an individual, another another American got arrested in 2017 trying to do the same thing, smuggle cocaine from Peru to Hong Kong. So maybe people in Hong Kong like the taste of cocaine from Peru. I'm not, I don't know, but it's a, it, it has happened in the past. Do you know anything about where where this was headed in, in Hong Kong? Uh, I did ask him that specifically. You know, was it? He did say the address was to a residence, and that's in that's some that's information they did reveal. But of course, he can't tell me who it was. Or I asked him, "What do you do with this information?" And he said, "Well, we turn all this information over to the Department of Homeland Security, and they have an investigation unit." And Homeland Security will in turn reach out to overseas, you know, authorities in Hong Kong and let them know that, hey, cocaine was supposed to be headed to this this address. And, that, and that's all they do at that point. It it remains a mystery. I guess it's possible that there's some someone in Hong Kong that really, really loves their cocaine cornflakes. 44 pounds worth. <laughs> 44 pounds, who just needs to buy it in bulk. Um, but it, it certainly does. It, it would seem probably most likely that this is uh, some you know way to distribute it. Um, maybe that I I don't know what that like. Can you eat cocaine? I I don't know enough about drugs, but I don't know if you know that. Can you actually eat cocaine that way? Well, I that that is a that's an interesting question. I I do know that cocaine is is a uh, is is an anesthetic, um, and I I would. <laughs> I would imagine that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know much myself. Um, you know, it just feel, it does, it does seem like, uh, you know, up, up here in, in Canada where, uh, cannabis is legal, you do have all sorts of legal edible forms of, of cannabis, but that's a, a different, a different thing altogether. They didn't, did, did they say anything about the brand of cornflakes? It wasn't, uh, it was sort of like a generic brand. I did ask about that. And it wasn't like, you know, Kellogg's or any American or, or known brand. It was just sort of some generic, the box. Uh, I'll have a story about this and I'll, I'll post a picture of the actual box, the cereal box. And it just says cornflakes. You know, it's like a really generic brand. Yeah. Well, I guess you do have a lot of corn in Peru. So, um, but yeah, the, uh, you gotta have to. You gotta wonder: Is okay? This express uh, an urgent shipment of cornflakes uh, coming out of Peru? Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 you can see why that might raise some raise some uh, red flags. But, so the dog who found this uh, illicit cereal sh- shipment, Biko was his name, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Did he get any uh, reward for this? I did ask Bonsbach that, and he sort of chuckled, and he said, you know, we have thousands of canine dogs that do their job every day, but he said he's pretty sure that Biko probably got maybe some special treats or maybe even some ice cream for his part in this case. So so Biko got his reward. You've been listening to Long Haul Crime Log from Freight Waves. You can find more episodes by searching for Long Haul Crime Log wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like us, Maybe think about subscribing. Give us a rating. Tell your friends, even. We're also on Twitter now. Our handle is Long Haul Crime. And anyone out there who has a story they want to share, they can shoot us a line to crime at freightwaves.com. Tune in next week for more stories from the dark side of trucking. <laughs>